Yeah, the silly dog uh, talking with uh, Samantha Fish uh, from uh, US of A. Free, free to cry and die, disenfranchised, blessed is the country. Yeah, talking to Samantha uh, on the eve of her getting out to Australia first time, uh, playing at Byron Bay Blues Fest and uh, doing some good things. Hello. Hello. Is that uh, is that Samantha? Yes, it is. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. Uh, Dennis here, or my name is Salty Dog from Salty Dog Blues and Roots. Really appreciate you giving us some time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah, look, um, we'll talk about um, your your fantastic new record. Um, you've been doing great things. I'd like to know about your, your background and. Hey, you got to where you were, um, and also talk about some trip out to Australia with Byron Bay Blues Fest, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a, I, I, I've never really done anything in Australia before, and I've always wanted to, to come to Byron Bay, so this is a dream come true. That's uh, great. Well, you've got a lot of fans out here, so you're going to have a great time. Oh, thank you. Well, before we do any more, so, <laughs> happy birthday for last week, uh, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. That was, you know, it was a big one. Um, thank you very much. That's okay. Got a zero on it. It's one of those big ones. But um, a fellow Aquarian here, so I understand the uh, understand how things work uh, when you're born in January. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Aquarius, so. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot of us around. Um, you, you grew up in Kansas City, is that correct? Yes, I did. And um, and uh, I read something that you um, started off playing drums at an early age and then you switched over to guitar. And What was behind um, that sort of move uh, in your early years? You know, um, I think there was just always a desire to front the band. Um, guitars were all around my house. It just seemed like, you know, that was... Uh, them, like a really kind of rock star thing to do is to learn how to play lead guitar and sing and, and I always wanted to do that but I was sort of shy as a child so I um, you know it took me a while to kind of come, come around to doing that but I was drawn to it um, I think it was sort of inevitable yeah well it's worked well uh, you, you're a fantastic guitarist that's for sure there's lots of other things you, you have a sister Amanda is that correct? yeah my sister Amanda and uh, she's put out records too, so there's something in the family uh, that's very musical. Does uh, it go back to your parents, or is it, is, is it just the, the way uh, you were brought up? What, what, what's triggered all that? You know, they were they were pretty musical um, hobbyists, you know, when we were kids. Uh, and especially, you know, they, they kind of dabbled. My dad played guitar, my mom sang in church, and, um, you know, then... Uh, they played music around the house all the time. I think it was just an inevitability that we were going to pick it up. Um, to be career musicians, I, I I think we're the first in the family. But my my entire, you know, extended family, there's a lot of music there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's fantastic. It sort of comes through. Um, of course, being a career musician um, is different to just playing guitar in the bedroom, as <laughs> you probably know. Um, 
what's been some of the challenges for you um, sort of in the last 10 years going from um, relative obscurity to now winning awards? I think this week you won awards with Offbeat Magazine for about five categories. Um, yeah, so that was pretty happy. Yeah, amazing stuff. And um, Artist of the Year, Guitarist of the Year, and um, Blues Performer of the Year. Uh, on and on it went. Um, so, yeah, it was on a roll. Yeah, fantastic. But so, so uh, you know, that from ten, ten years career, and all of a sudden you're, you're almost at the top of that tree there. What's been the, the challenges and uh, getting from um, you know that early days to now? Um, I mean, just trying to make money playing music is like I think the biggest challenge and you know uh, our industry is constantly changing stuff people used to you know things that used to make money don't make money anymore so yeah. just having to constantly be creative and you know to try and navigate a career really takes a village so putting the right team together people who who care about you and 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 have like a, a vision and a goal in mind and then have the uh, ability and capability of you know to execute it. I mean, that's, that's always been a struggle, but um, I think it'll continue to be that too, you know. It's, it's not an easy field. It's super competitive, but I, you know, I'm lucky that I, I have acquired such a broad fan base in the U.S. and Europe, and you know, people have found us just on the web. It, it, I'm really fortunate, um, you know, so as far as challenges go I think I think we've, we've kind of landed on the bright side of things and you know I, yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm lucky yeah talking to uh, Samantha Fish um, and I'm spinning some tracks from her latest album Bell of the West yeah this one um, Poor Black Maddie In all that, what's the key? Is it touring all the time, or is it um, uh, is it having a, someone told me Joe Bonamassa, as management has the, um, uh, the seven hundred fans model, where you have seven hundred fans and uh, they each will spend a hundred dollars every time you go somewhere or something. <laughs> marketing concept, um, which seems to work for Joe Bonamassa. Um, so, so what's what's yeah, been, What's been, the, what's been the, the keys, some of the key things for you trying to make a living out of the, out of the blues, especially? Um, you know, uh, I think just going out and winning people over one at a time, and, and it has been. It's, it's been a consistent tour schedule. I mean, we, we're relentless and we work all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, um, 
I, I, I kind of credit that, you know, that success to just constantly working and 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 just hitting it all the time. I mean, I, I think that's what you have to do, especially when you're starting out. You know, and then you can pull back later once people know who you are a little more. But you got to go out, like I said, win these fans over one at a time. And that's yeah. really what it's like in the blues world. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Someone said to me once, one brick at a time. I think he's building a house. Yeah. <laughs> one brick at a time. Yep. Um, but why the blues? I mean, there's a lot of great young, uh, younger artists who start out young blues. They quickly switch to stadium rock or um, something along those lines, which is fine um, and far more lucrative. So, so why the blues for you? Well, you know, our music, and you'll hear when we come to Byron Bay, is, it, 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 it kind of expands over a few different genres and pulls an inspiration from different places. And it, it always has, to be frank, but, yeah. you know, anytime you kind of play something with a root foundation, blues background, it's, they, you kind of get pulled into this into this world. And I, I'm such a fan of, of blues, and honestly, my earliest inspirations, and, and even today, like, I, I love... I love I love the passion and you know just the raw the raw energy that goes into blues music. Like, you know, an Americana song or a soul song. It's, it's all heavily influenced by blues. Um, so for me, you know, that, that's an easy thing because it's, it's really has found its way into pretty much everything that I do. So I guess that's how I end up there. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, you, didn't you have uh, Luther Dickinson producing that last record, Bell of the West? Yeah, Luther produced the last album, Bell of the West. And, and um, I mean, North and Sydney All Stars were, for me, a fantastic band. I've always loved them, and um, I've interviewed Luther a couple of times. And um, they always yeah. surprised me by their cross- the crossover with hip hop and all sorts of other things as well. Um, yeah, so- they're they're another really diverse band that you know they're keeping that tradition alive, that North Mississippi sound. Yet they're still bringing in new things and, and, and new sounds to, to evolve it and keep it current in their own. Yeah. I think Luther famously wrote a song called "I'm Going, I'm going to Country" uh, so I can make some money. Off <laughs> 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 I'm going to Country. Yeah, 
Um, awesome. so, so what was it worth? Tell me about that album because I mean that album is a, is, a, is a fantastic piece of work. Bell of the West. I mean, the songwriting, the, the production, the, the sound. I mean, everything about it's a great record. Everybody who hears it loves it. So, so tell me, what, where did that album start for you? You know, was it songwriting? Um, was it just discussions with Luther, or did you do it in the studio? Um, what's the sort of process you go through to get a record like that? Well, that, that album was born um, kind of out of inspiration after we finished Wild Heart, which was my third studio album. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to go and do like an acoustic album with Luther um, and bring in all the, like, I wanted to do like a North Mississippi meets Nashville style songwriting, you know, that kind of gets yeah. in this Americana vein with like a little bit more of that blues edge to it. Um, you know, and then of course we get in the studio and it definitely has an acoustic vibe, but it's, you know, we electrified it because that's what we do. Um, yeah. But the cast of characters that was on that record was like, it, it was such a concept and like a beautiful project to be a part of. The, um, there was a, like Jimbo Mathis played and sang on it and um, Lightning Malcolm as well as Luther. We went to Zebra Ranch. A girl named Lily May played fiddle and PK Jackson played um, drums and Sade Thomas came in and played fife and Fife and drum, Amy Levere playing bass. I mean, we had all this incredible talent, um, and it, really a, a cast of incredibly talented women. Like I, I've never been in a studio where there was more women musicians, and and then it was it was like really kind of cool. But it's got a beautiful feminine energy. I feel like that record does. Um, but you know, it it just kind of it kind of happened. You know, we set out to make an acoustic album, and this beautiful thing just sort of fell together through that. And it was really a a, a good. A good experience. Yeah, Sonny, uh, talking with um, Samantha Fish. Uh, I'm going to leave out to Australia. Uh, played at Byron Bay Blues Fest, first time out in the land of Oz. And cutting some tracks from uh, their album Bell of the West. And here's a title track. Never knowing someday she'd become
Yeah, well, I mean, I played a lot of a lot of the um, the tracks on the Sully Dog Blues and Roots, which, which is a podcast, by the way, so a lot of listeners in America as well as Europe. Um, and um, all, all of them are good. I mean, there's a great track there called American Dream, which which is that tongue in cheek? Is it satire? How's that? Oh, totally tongue in cheek. <laughs> it's totally tongue in cheek because the verses are terrible, and it's like the hell with it. I'm living the American dream. It's it's kind of like the song is really, you know, to me, I you see a lot more people concerned with with their own interests and less about yeah. the bigger picture and, and their neighbors and the greater good. And so the song is really kind of about all the terrible stuff that's going on, but hell, my life is okay, so I'm living the American dream, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. It, it is tongue-in-cheek. It's supposed to be like a social criticism or critique, you know? That's how a lot of my songs kind of end up, though. They, they're, they, sarcasm is a, a problem <laughs> for me. That's great. I like Neil Young's um, um, yeah, Living in the Free World, and, uh, which was a... <laughs> He didn't mean. He didn't really mean it like that. Donald Trump tried to use it, I think, at one stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. Uh, it's definitely not what people think it's about, you know. But it's the same with American Dream too. And um, you know, I've, I've written a few songs like that. I try not to get overly political because I feel like, you know, we get so much of that in the world. But every once in a while, something hits me, and it's like I just got to write about it. And and what was it like working at uh, Zebra Ranch, which was the Jim Dickinson's place? Famously, place. Uh, man, it was amazing, and it was my second time there because we did go in there and record a couple tracks on Wild Heart there. Yeah, at the Zoo Um yeah. and um, you know, so it, it, it's something I've done before. But uh, I mean, that place is such an incredible energy, and it's out in the middle of you know uh, the Mississippi woods, pretty much, and yeah. um, you know. I, I just I love it. it. It was it was an incredible experience. Yeah, well, and uh, working with Luther, um, what what sort of influences that Luther have on on your work? You seem to be doing a lot with Luther. Um, he's he's just a great craftsman. I mean, of songs, he really, you know, his approach his approach has always been to you know, and he taught me something really important about production that, um, and it, it's actually like a really simple truth it's just sometimes you miss it as a guitar player or singer you know you you want to show what you can do rather than stick to like a um you know a, de a definitive melody which might be pretty simple but something people can sing along to you know really it's like stick into a clear story and, and, a, and a clear melody and you know i mean he's he's really great at that so you know i i felt like i learned a lot in that session from him and he's a right. hell of a guitar player yeah no he's not bad um, and not so, bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> not bad, as they say. And, and coming back to the songs on the album, um, you, your songwriting is very, very uh, mature. Can I use that term? Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, mature songwriting. So, how do you approach songwriting, and how do you get to these songs? It's not 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 always easy for to be a great guitarist or singer, but still be able to write great songs. Um, so, so, yeah. so what, the songwriting, um, how do you approach it? Um, you know, it's different. I'm, I'm still learning and, and figuring that whole process out, you know? As a songwriter, like, because I just finished recording my new record, uh, which is going to be out later this summer, and, and even from Bell of the West, I feel like I've grown a lot as a writer. You know, just right. 
learning the most important parts of telling a story and how to write something that, that really relates and connects with people, you know, um, being able to, you know, just clearly define something in a clever way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I um, it, it's something you just have to consistently work on. As a writer, I'm always writing, and, you know, you end up writing a lot of crap before. Yeah. Uh, you know, before something good comes along, you, you just got to keep writing all the time. Yeah, I, I was listening to some Dylan, uh, early Dylan, the other day, and thinking, now, what's the, what's the secret? Uh, he, he has four lines, and I've just listened to a movie. And is it is the secret that he's observing people or he's actually describing his own feelings? Um, or yeah. things, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking that there's, there's an art in here, here, there's an art in getting these lyrics right. And so many people get it wrong. Um, just, just to say enough to, and to leave the listener, um, take their own journey, I guess that's the secret. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, my favorite songwriters are able to tell a story that they can really apply to, like, so many different people for so many different reasons. I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite things about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers is yeah. you go to one of his concerts and you know, 30,000 people are singing the same song for 30,000 different reasons. And it's just because, you know, there, he had a way of writing that connected with, with people and really told, it, it would tell your own story, you know. But Dylan's the same way. I mean, I think there's so many different uh, interpretations, you know. Uh, it connects to people. So to me, that's an amazing writer. When you're able to describe something so brutally specific, but yet it still relates to so many. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere that you um, you played with Devin Allman early um, and, and uh, covered some Tom Petty's material. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I played on Devin's record. Yeah, I played on his record several years ago. We did a, an old cover of Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Um, but, you know, I've been knowing Devin for years, and I just did a couple shows with him in the last two years. Um, he's been putting this the band together it's like the almond family revival but it's the it's the Dwayne. it's a project he's doing with Dwayne betts it's the almond betts you know family family band and it's it's pretty amazing like we did a, a show at the fillmore in san francisco this last december you know he's, he's doing so well i'm so happy for him like he's he's just really carrying on the name and and bringing his artistry to the forefront i'm, I'm really happy for him yeah he deserves I, I it yeah, no, I must talk to them. I haven't done that. I, I, I did interview uh, his father a few years back, um, which was a great privilege. Um, but uh, yeah. Devin's material is really good, really, really great. Um, yeah, his new record he's got coming out is going to knock you all out. I mean, I know he's got a, a big, he's accrued a big fan base out in Australia, so I know the new one's going to knock you all out. Yeah, he's been doing a few tours. Um, what, what's, what's, your, what's the new record you've got coming out? What's, what, you've got a name for it yet? Yeah, the dog uh, took it here with Samantha Fish. Uh, here's a track from Bell of the West, uh, Cowtown.
not yet. It is uh, it's still coming. Okay. <laughs> Think yeah. about it when I do the print. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, you know, I, I'm not, they haven't quite released. We're, we're just not to that stage yet. You know, we're mixing right now and getting everything, getting everything yeah. together. But no, the name is not, is not, uh, is not out just yet. No, no. I got a couple, well, I got a couple ways I want to, I got a couple ways I want to go. We'll see if we go that way. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know the, I know the feeling. Um, who are your, yeah. who are your current influences, uh, out and about? Um, do you, some people tell me, look, when I'm playing, I don't, and writing, I don't listen to anybody else. Some people say I do all the time. Is it, where do you fit on that divide? You know, right now, since I started writing and, you know, I, I hate to say it like this because it's like sacrilegious as a musician to not be listening to music all the time. I think people kind of expect you to always be taking it in. But, you know, sometimes you're you're in a constant state of, um, you know, bringing things in. And then sometimes you're in an output stage. And it's like right now I've just been writing so much. And I didn't want anything to really affect what I was doing that much, you know, like. Uh, yeah. knowingly so I, I kind of you kind of I think I just do it subconsciously you know I stop I stop listening so much uh, and I, I just try try writing what's in my head and my heart and, you know figure things out that way I, I don't want too much input because it gets it gets sticky there you yeah, know I, I think it's a, that's a legitimate thing because um, sometimes you just have to block out other influences and see what comes yourself um, yeah and, yeah exactly and do you, do you actually ride on the road when you when you're touring? Oh yeah, I ride all the time. I mean, and, and we tour so much. It's like I I feel like I'm constantly having to to work on on riding on the road. I mean, really, I don't have a lot of time off, uh, so it's not like I get to take a what do they call that um, sabbatical to go <laughs> ride uh, for weeks and months at a time. It's, I'm kind of. I'm kind of at the mercy of a tour schedule, so but you know I've, I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at figuring out um, figuring out the rhythm of when I can do it. You know, you just you just make it work. You just make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see you've been touring with Jonathan Long. Uh, well, you are touring with some Jonathan Long in the states at the moment. Yeah, Jonathan Long is he's amazing, man. I mean, he he's he's the first signee to my label, Wildheart. Um, he he had me produce his record. Yeah, and right. and he's he's incredibly talented. He's he's gonna do really really well. He's he's one of those guitar players that'll just tear your head right off. Uh, yeah, no, in a good way. In he's good great. Way. He's uh, great. Good, good good record too that he's put out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm I'm proud of him and proud of that as well. And I'm I'm really happy for him. So you, well, I know we're gonna run out of time, but and I'm quickly about talking about Byron, but. Um, what made you t- create your own label? Um, well, I produced Jonathan's record, and me and my manager were shopping it around, and it was like we just got to a point where it's like, you know, we can. I feel like we can, we can do this and and, and do him justice. And um, and I had always wanted to start a label. That's the yeah. thing that I, I've always wanted to do. And, and really, it's just to contribute to music. It's to to help other artists that, that are hardworking, that that deserve a team, you know, and and just to be able to help facilitate that, um, it, it's really kind of nice to, to be a part of that. It, it really is a, it gives back, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and it's also a bit of uh, artistic control, I guess, as well, on what you do with it. Um, 
Now, let's talk, let's talk about Byron. I think you're playing, uh, you're going to be there the whole time, uh, by the look of it. Um, it's a huge festival, got 100,000 people over, over the, the Easter break. And I think you're playing um, Thursday through to the Monday, from what I can see. Um, so you'll be basing yourself in, um, in uh, Byron Bay. Um, what have you heard about the Byron Bay Blues Fest? You know, I've been watching that lineup for years and years, and it's it's such a I, I don't know it's such a diverse festival, and I've always wanted to be a part of it, and I was so excited that I finally got the opportunity because I'm I've wanted to do it for years. To be completely honest, it's one of my bucket list festivals, so I'm I'm just thrilled. I'm I'm so excited to be a part of it. Can't wait to see yeah. all the shows. You know, it's your first time to Australia. Yeah. Oh, well, you're, you're uh, yeah, that. it's my first time. You're going to love I that. I know, I can't wait. I'm Australian, so I'll, I'll be... Um, Parochial, as they call it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, certainly yeah. be a lot of people looking forward to uh, seeing you. Um, I guess not everybody can get to Byron um, Bay Blues Fest, so um, there's no side shows this time around. There's no side stages? No, so, so, some people come to Byron, they do side shows. They go to Sydney or Melbourne or some of the big... Yeah. So you're not doing that this time, just doing the Byron Bay? Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. I, I, you know, it's still, my, my schedule's still not quite so clear to me. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I believe that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I'm just having a quick look on your site there and, 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 and saw that you're doing the full, full, some people come and do one day at Byron, do something in Melbourne, Sydney or whatever, it depends on. I'm what their schedule is overall, I guess. So, look, we're really looking forward to, to, to catching there. It's going to be uh, great. It looks like we'll have a few opportunities to um, see you. You bring the band out? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I, it appears I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring uh, my band from the U.S., yes. And uh, who's in that band? Um, it's going to be uh, Scott Graves, my drummer, Chris Alexander, my bass player, and please still bring my keyboard player. Right, right. So we'll see Samantha fishing full flight. Um, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I, I do a, I do a pretty, you know, I do different sizes of bands. Like in the states right now, I got a set of six piece. I had seven piece last year. So we kind of, we, we kind of change it up for what we need, you know. Yeah. And um, how was it be being a band leader? Did you find that job easy? Um, no, it's not easy at all. It's like it's a, you know, it's. It's a difficult job, but, you know, I've got a good group of people around me, so that definitely makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's when you have to change, swap people out, I guess it gets hard, um, or, or change personnel around, yeah. Yeah, that can get very, yeah, exactly. very difficult. Very difficult. Look, I appreciate your time, Samantha. It's been really great having a chat with you, and um, certainly look forward to you coming down to Australia first time, and... Um, and uh, give you a blast at the Byron Bay Blue Fest. Well, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, been listening to uh, Samantha Fish talking with the dog about her first trip to Australia, Byron Bay Blues Fest 2019, and some cuts from uh, her latest album that's been released, The Bell of the West. I'm going to go out with Gone for Good.
Hey guys, this is Samantha Fish, and you're listening to the Salty Dog Blues and Roots. 